Welcome, everybody, to the Rod Langway Fan Club Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Roman, joined by Mark Chechnita. Greetings, everyone. And John Snowden. Hello, hello. This is a special, special trade deadline edition. We're going to talk about some of the big winners and losers at the trade deadline. Uh, who do you guys think were the, the big winners? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with my Stanley Cup pick, the Colorado Avalanche. And uh, I think the one thing that they were lacking was uh, bottom six forwards, guys that can defend a lead. You know, we all know the Colorado Avalanche can fill up the net, but uh, having those guys that can kill penalties and take those shifts late in the third period when you're nursing a one-goal lead, I really like the addition of Arturi Lekkonen. Uh, this is a guy that I've obviously seen up close. I've watched a lot of Habs over the years, and he always finds another gear in the playoffs, and he's so defensively responsible. And uh, this year he's been filling the net as well. He's got 13 goals so far on the year, so I think he's a great addition. Along the same line, same kind of player, defensive player, Andrew Cogliano. I mm. think he can still be a yep. contributor on a penalty kill, taking you know a fourth-line shift, good depth forward. And I really like the addition of Josh Manson. Uh, he's a sandpaper kind of guy. Um, he's had some injury problems in his career, but I still think he's got some gas in the tank for one big run in the playoffs here. And I think on the bottom pairing, it'll be nice that he can maybe slide in for a guy like Jack Johnson. He's probably a lot more responsible on the back end. So I think this is what they were looking for, just those depth pieces. The top end talent is not in question. So I think this is the team that's going to take it this year. And John, how about you? Well, I mean, I'd have to go with the Florida Panthers. I think they've made out quite well. They definitely acquired the sexiest forward in uh, Claude Giroux. Um, what an acquisition that's going to be for them. I mean, he's a guy, he can play center, he can play the wing. Certainly, um, he's going to give them a boost in the offense. And, uh, you know, a guy with quite a lot of playoff experience. He's made it in Stanley Cup final before and uh, has played quite a few uh, rounds there in the Eastern Conference. So, they, you know, I think they really look forward to seeing what he can do. They've also added uh, quite a lot of sandpaper on the back end. Ben Sherratt, acquired from the Montreal Canadiens. He's a big body back there and also a good playoff performer. And also Robert Haig, who's an, another big bruiser. Haig and Gudis back together. Yeah, back together. Back together from Philly. Um, so, I mean, that's going to be interesting to see what those guys can contribute, especially uh, um, down the stretch here when Eric Ekblad is going to be out until the playoffs. So we'll see if they can fill in, at least on the defensive side of things, for him. And I just think this team is really scary. I mean, probably other than Colorado, they are the favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, the rich get richer. Yeah. Uh, they gave up a lot to get those guys, too. Um, yeah. I think the New York Rangers had a really nice trade deadline. Uh, this is a team that in the offseason they really wanted to get... Um, Play heavier, and uh, they brought in Barkley Goudreau and uh, Ryan Reeves and Sammy Blay. Now, Sammy Blay ended up getting hurt, so they bring in Tyler Mott, um, and they also brought in... Well, Andrew Kopp was, I think, the biggest oh, yeah. deadline acquisition for absolutely, them. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And uh, Justin Braun uh, on the defense. And hey, just before the trade deadline, they brought in uh, Frank Vetrano. Some nice secondary scoring as well. So I think the Rangers are looking good. Yeah, well-rounded, very well-rounded team. Can beat you in many different ways. Yeah, the top end talent's never been in question, but the depth was, and I think they've addressed that. So those are the three teams that we especially liked, but there was a lot of movement. Uh, Mark, what was another team that kind of stood out to you? Well, I think you really have to like what the Minnesota Wild were able to do, getting Marc-Andre Fleury with his playoff experience Huge. and pedigree. Yes. Uh, I think with him and Talbot, that's a great one-two combination. Um, you could see probably both of them appearing in the playoffs. Uh, and it's always nice having two goalies for a deep playoff run. 
Uh, they also picked up uh, Jacob Middleton, who has had a nice under-the-radar season in San Jose. Uh, good defensive defenseman. Well, I'm a big fan, obviously. He's, yep. a, he's a Stratford boy, and uh, he's really gritty back there. And we'll see how much uh, ice time he can get, but I think it's a nice character move. Yeah, well, speaking of gritty, uh, Nick Delorier, he is not shy to go in the corners and dig out a puck. Uh, scored in his Minnesota Wild debut, actually. I think he's a good fourth-line guy that will be useful in a playoff run as well. Yeah, I mean, I also like... Uh... The, the Pittsburgh Penguins were able to acquire a, a, a nice scoring winger in Ricard Raquel. This is a team that I think surprised a lot of people this year with how good they've been just throughout the entire season, really. And uh, adding a little bit of extra scoring at the deadline, I think it's just what the doctor ordered for them if they want to make a long playoff run. Um, also adding uh, Nathan Beaulieu, getting him from Win the Winnipeg Jets. A little depth. A little depth on the blue line. I think that, you know, these guys don't sleep on them. For a long playoff run, Pittsburgh Penguins, lots of experience, lots of talent, and uh, adding adding to that with Raquel and Beaulieu. Yeah, yeah Raquel, I mean, former two-time 30-goal scorer. I, mean, I guess the big question with him is can he stay healthy, right? Sure. It's a question for a lot of Penguins players, you know, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, and I think the other question mark, of course, is me, Jari, and that they didn't do anything to shore up the goaltending, so hopefully Jari can uh, re regain his early season form. Yeah, for sure. Uh, not a lot of movement on the goaltending market in this trade. No, no, not a lot was out there. What do you think? You got your eyes on anybody well, there, Well, how about um, the Tampa Bay Lightning? Now, we all know that in the offseason, they lost their third line. And it looks as though they tried to uh, make up for it, this trade deadline. They brought in um, Brendan Hagel. Yeah, no, Brendan Hagel is having a great season in Chicago. 21 goals at the time he was traded, but man, did they pay a steep price. They did. They gave up a lot. I heard Taves was not too happy about well, it. They gave up two first round picks, Tampa Bay did. So Taves should be happy that uh, the, the franchise is going to be in good shape, but I don't think he cares he about their long-term prospects. No, no. Right. Um, and they also got Nick Paul from the Ottawa Senators, kind of a gritty guy. A little so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Not yeah. as good as the third line they had last playoff run, but those guys are going to be good contributors, I think. Yeah, um, and, and they always seem to get the most out of their players as do. well. So you never know. You never know what they can throw together. Mark, what did you think of the, the Boston Bruins and their deadline moves? Yeah, well, they paid a very steep price to bring in Hampus Lindholm, but that guy, if he's healthy, he is a top pairing defenseman. Without a doubt. And that's kind of been the hole that they've had in their team for a while now. Uh, so, And they've already re-signed yes, him long-term as well. Say, they re-signed him, or they signed him for an eight-year deal. Yeah, so they, they got the man they were after. They paid a price. But, uh, you know, this is a team with a lot of veteran forwards that uh, I think, much like Pittsburgh, they hope they have another good run in them. And uh, Lindholm's going to be a big, big piece of any run they do make. Yeah, it's going to be really tough to get out of the Atlantic, so they're going to need all the help they can get. John, you wanted to mention the Calgary Flames, yeah? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is the team that uh, is probably looking strongest in the Pacific, surprisingly. But uh, they go and they add uh, some pieces up front. Uh, Tyler Toffoli. Great pickup for them. Right, and another winger in, in Cali Yarncroke. You know, no slouch himself. Serviceable player. Yeah, and then they add uh, some depth with Ryan Carpenter. Um, mm -hmm. So a nice fourth liner that uh, can maybe serve them in the playoffs as well. Fits in well with Sutter, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, with a name like Carpenter, you got to say uh, sandpaper somehow, right? Yeah, right. The Carolina Hurricanes have made some moves as well. Yeah, well, they were pretty quiet, but I think that getting Max Domi at a pretty reasonable price could turn out well for them. He's a guy that likes to get physically engaged. I think he's going to do well in a playoff atmosphere. And I mean, he's a really good playmaking forward and man, do they have so much talent up front already. So I think he's going to find some good landmates and uh, 
I think he could catch fire for them in the playoffs and be a catalyst for them to make a deep run. Yeah, and another team that uh, may be a contender is the St. Louis Blues, and they weren't really willing to pay the premium price for some of the best defenders, but they did pick up Nick Letty. I like that move for the Blues. Yeah, it's a nice little move. Yeah, they had drawn a line in the sand that they did not want to give up a first-round pick, so they missed out on guys like Ben Sherratt and some of the bigger names that went, uh, you know, Lindholm. But uh, Letty, I think, was a good secondary option. He's got that Stanley Cup experience, and he still skates well for his age as well. I think he's a nice pickup. All right, now how about the teams that maybe didn't do as well at the uh, deadline? I got a lot of friends back in Edmonton who are just really disappointed once again. I can't believe they didn't get a goalie. You know, when Minnesota acquired Flurry, I thought, okay, here you go, Edmonton. You get another crack at Kakinen. You can probably have him cheaply. And he goes to San Jose instead. The Oilers made two moves. Uh, they did bring in uh, Brett Kulak from the Montreal Canadiens. He mm-hmm. was a pretty decent, you know, bottom pairing guy. But they paid a big price. They gave up a second round pick for this guy. Uh, a lot of people thought he'd be maybe traded for a fourth rounder at most. So overpayment and doesn't really make sense in the scope of that they didn't do anything else of note well i mean they got Derek broussard uh, yeah yeah also not a slightly better kyle turris yeah, maybe nothing to write yeah, home about i was very disappointed with edmonton but i guess they sort of made their their big move not that long ago right when they got evander kane yes. yeah that was their big move for but sure that's not the area of concern for them we know they can score goals but can they keep the puck out of their net well, another team that people are talking about that maybe didn't have the best trade deadline, ugh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, let, me hear your, <laughs> let me hear your opinions first. Uh, well, I don't, you know, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, they've been up against the cap, right? So they didn't have a lot of room to move. They re-signed Riley this year, which was a big move for them. Um, and so I don't know what they could have done. They did get Mark Giordano, who was one of the better defensemen available. He's Isn't- old. There's he's, no question about that. He's a former Norris Trophy winner. He's a big name, but I don't know what how he, like what does he really have left at this stage in his career? That's a good question. He was a captain though, so maybe some leadership and some experience. Sure, but again, these are things that look good on paper, but what can he do on the ice? Yeah. yeah. Well, the Leafs needed somebody, some some more bodies back there on the blue line. Uh, they also got Colin Blackwell. I think he's probably a decent, you know, top nine guy. Yeah, depth line. forward. Yeah. I don't mind him. Um, they're but, moving. They're talking about getting a goaltender. Uh, <laughs> they picked up uh, Harry Sateri and Great name. Uh, they got burned. The Arizona Coyotes decided to just swoop in and steal this goaltender. Uh, so yeah, the Leafs are going to have to awkwardly welcome back Peter Mrazek, who cleared waivers, and hope that either he or Jack Campbell gets their game together before the playoffs get rolling here. Yeah, I really thought that Toronto would make a, a few more moves, but like you said, John, they didn't really have a whole lot of wiggle room. Well, I guess that about wraps it up for the trade deadline. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed that bite-sized episode. Uh, If you're hungry for more, don't worry, because we'll be back in less than a week with our stretch run report. Lots of things going on, playoff races, exciting times in the NHL. That's right. So stay tuned. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. I hope you had yourselves a time.